Hello to my dear listeners. Today on 19 December 2021 I welcome you to my podcast where I Mukta Prabhugaonkar will tell you about Percy Shelley and his poems. On 4th August 1792 Percy Shelley was born. His major works are Ozymandias, Ode to the West Wind, To a Skylark, The Cloud, The Mask of Anarchy. These are his very well-known poems. He also wrote a drama in 1819. His other works are Alistair, The Revolt of Islam, Prometheus Unbound, Hellas, A Lyrical Drama. The Triumph of Life written in 1822 is his unfinished work. He was a romantic poet. Romantic literature means literature depicting emotional matter in an imaginative form. Poem were quite vibrant and lively in language with innovative ideas and themes. Shelley stated Poetry is the record of the best and happiest moments of the happiest and best minds thus proving him to be extreme po- romantic poet There is certain level of restlessness in his poem and rebel against authority He gives scientific treatment to nature which is major part of his writings through which he expresses emotions his poems are about search for freedom and in the pursuit of ideal love his poem reflect his life he was expelled from college for writing a pamphlet titled the necessity of atheism along with his friend thomas jefferson hogg his love life heavily influenced his works he had two spouses him and lord byron became good friends and he was inspired to compose hymn to intellectual beauty thanks to byron he was also in contact with john keats whose death inspired him to write adonis a sudden storm in gulf of spezia drowned him at the age of 29 thus being the end of a great poet his poems bring visual images in our head these images and symbols reveal his ideals which became his philosophy intellectuals like william godwin lord byron and john keats influenced many of shelley's works his drama had an absence of moralistic political instruction which makes the drama more likable and popular he also wrote a defense of poetry and the triumph of life was his last long fragmented poem even critics like eliot liked this poem and considered it a masterpiece 
that is all for the first episode in the series of percy shelley and his poems please stay tuned in the next episode we will explore his poem ozymandias and will analyze it to see what percy shelley wanted to convey through his poem ozzy mendius thank you for tuning in to my first episode in this series good night Hello to my dear listeners. Today on 19 December 2021, I welcome you to my podcast where I Mukta Prabhugaonkar will tell you about Percy Shelley and his poems. This is the second episode in the series. In the first episode, we discussed about Percy Shelley's personal life and learned about his famous works now let's read ozymandias one of his very fo- famous poems i met a traveler from an antique land who said two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert near them on the sand half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed and on the pedestal those words appear my name is ozymandias king of kings look on my works ye mighty and despair nothing beside remains round the decay of the colossal wreck boundless and bare the lone and level sands stretch far away through this poem shelley wanted to tell us that all power is temporary no matter how prideful or tyrannical a ruler is the speaker of the poem talks about a traveler he met from an antique land the traveler told him a story about ruins of a statue in the desert in his native country two vast legs of stone stand without a body and near them a massive crumbling stone head lies half sunk in the sand 
the sculptor and this subject both are now dead the sculpture looks very old and is now big has converted into a ruin there are words written on the pedestal of the statue but they mean nothing now as the statue is broken and is surrounded by sand which stretches out into a desert ozymandias is a sonnet a 14 line poem metered in iambic pentameter the rhyme scheme of this poem is a b a b a c d c e d e f e f it does not fit the pattern from the era of sonnets instead it interlinks with the octave in this poem percy shelley shows us a beautiful sculpture now turned into a ruined site it reminds us of the passing time and how a powerful man can lose its power and become nothing more than a ruin the statue can be a metaphor for the pride of all the humanity in all of its manifestation only thing that remained of ozymandias is a work of art and a group of words this shows how percy shelley is trying to tell us that art and language long outlast the other legacies of power here i ca- conclude my second episode of percy shelley and his poems series in the next episode we will read his poem to a skylark and try to understand what percy shelley wanted to tell us through his poem till then good night Hello to my dear listeners. Today on 19 December 2021, I welcome you to my podcast where I Mugdha Prabhugaukar will tell you about Percy Shelley and his poems. In previous episodes, we read about his personal life and tried to analyze his poem Ozymandias. In this episode, I'll be reading his poem to a skylark and you will try to analyze this poem for me so let's enjoy this poem with a cup of coffee to a skylark hail to the blight spirit bird thou never were that from heaven or near it pours thy full heart in profuse strains of unpremeditated art 
higher still and higher from the earth thou springest like a cloud of fire the blue deep thou wingest and singing still thou so and soaring ever singest in the golden lightning lightning of the sunken sun or which clouds are brightening though dost float and run like an unbodied joy whose race is just begun the pale purple even melts around thy flight like a star of heaven in the broad daylight thou art unseen but yet i hear thy shrill delight keen as are the arrows of that silver spear whose intense lamp narrows in the white dawn clear until we hardly see we feel that it is there all the earth and air with my, with thy voice is loud as when night is bare from one lonely cloud the moon rains out her beam and heaven is overflowed what thou art we know not what is most like thee from rainbow clouds there flow not drops so bright to see as from thy presence showers a rain of melody like a poet hidden in the light of thought singing hymns unbidden till the world is wrought to sympathy with hopes and fears it hideth not like a high born maiden in a palace tower soothing her love laden soul in secret ah with music sweet as love which overflows her pour like a glow warm golden in a dell of dew scattering unbeholden in a aerial hue among the flowers and grass which screen it from the view like a rose embowered in its own green leaves by warm winds deflowered till the scent it gives makes faint with too much sweet those heavy winged thieves sound of vernal showers on the tinkling grass rain awakened flowers all that ever was joyous and clear and fresh thy music doth surpass teaches sprite or bird what sweet thoughts are thine i have never heard praise of love or wine that painted forth a flood of rapture so divine chorus hymeneal or triumphal chant matched with thine would be all but an empty want a thing wherein we for feel there is some hidden want what objects are the fountains of thy happy stream what fields or waves or mountains what shapes of sky or plain what love of thine own kind what ignorance of pain with thy clear keen joyance languor cannot be shadow of annoyance never came near thee thou lovest 
but never knew lovers said satiety waking or asleep thou of death must deem things more true and deep than we mortals dream or how could thy notes flow in such a crystal stream we look before and after and pine for what is not our sincere sincerest laughter with some pain in fraud our sweetest songs are those that tell of saddest thought yet if we could scorn hate and pride and fear if we were things born not to shed a tear i know not how thy joy we ever should come near better than all measures of delightful sound better than all treasures that in books are found thy skill to poet were thou scorner of the ground teach me half the gladness that thy brain must know such harmonious madness from my lips would flow the world should listen then as i am listening now that was the poem written by percy shelley named to a skylark now as i have analyzed the first poem i will like my audience to analyze this one it talks about god it involves nature and i'll let you find out more in the next episode i will analyze percy shelley's techniques i'll tell you some facts about him and when will conclude this series thank you for listening tune in for the next till then good night hello to my dear listeners today on 19 december 2021 i welcome you to my podcast where i mugdha prabhugaonkar will tell you about percy shelley and his poems this episode will be the last episode in this series where we will discuss about his techniques some facts about him and will conclude this series Let's understand few Percy Shelley's techniques. Percy Shelley is famous for his use of symbols, visionary elements and mythic sources. He builds a fantastic world of emotions and imagination for his readers to explore. His poems mostly focus on nature and intellectual beauty as both of it has great effect on his poems. He uses them to show changes in physical and political climate. Abstract becomes significant in his poems which shows how much he appreciates external world. 
Let's know some fun facts about Percy Shelley. Shelley attempted his hand at poetry when he was at Eton, but the Gothic novel Zestrosi, published in 1810, was his first publication. This novel reflects his unorthodox and aesthetic opinions. His adventurous nature made him perform adventure after adventures. He went on many adventures with his second wife Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. Besides composing long poems, he also attempted his hand in writing political pamphlets. He used to distribute these pamphlets by the by way of hot air balloons, glass bottles and paper boats. The year 1812 was significant in his life as he met his icon William Godwin, the radical political philosopher and the author of Political Justice. I remember learning about Mary Shelley, Percy Shelley's wife, in a English literature history classes. Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley was an English novelist who wrote the Gothic novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus, which is considered an early example of science fiction. She also edited and promoted the works of her husband, the romantic poet and philosopher Percy Shelley. In 1816, Percy and Mary and Lord Byron decided to have a competition to see who can write the best horror story. Shelley was inspired to write Frankenstein after imagining a scientist who created life and was horrified by what he had made. At first, Frankenstein thought creating a monster will be a good experiment. He wanted to discover the secrets of life and death and possibly create a new species and to learn how to renew life. Now let's get back to Percy Shelley. This now I will conclude this topic. Percy Shelley is uh, Percy Shelley symbolizes the free and soaring spirit of humankind. He is associated with the idea that one should not content oneself with the mundane but aspire to ever loftier ideals of perfecting the self and above all with the idea of hope. In one of his verses he says, by the incantation of this verse, scatter as from an unextinguished hearth, ashes and sparks, my words among mankind. Shelley's ideas come to life in his verse, his prose and his life. His ideas will remain a test to the mundane acceptance of power and a change to all to achieve the highest potential. His poetry will always inspire the readers to aspire higher goals for his, himself and for the society. With this, I conclude 
Percy Shelley and his poems series. For more, tune in to this channel and have a good night.